This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Just when you think it's safe to go outside, well, it still may be safe, but it's possible that you get dengue fever. I know. Two German tourists have caught dengue fever during their holiday stay on the Spanish island of Ibiza. So be careful out there. Uh, The warning follows the confirmation of two cases of the disease in German tourists. Uh, it's, uh, you know, in the island during the incubation period. It got me thinking, wait, what is the incubation period of dengue fever? So many people experience no signs or symptoms of a dengue infection. When symptoms do occur, they may be mistaken for other illnesses such as flu and usually begin four to ten days after you are bitten by an infected mosquito. Dengue fever causes high fever. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Maybe that's why they call it dengue fever. So apparently, uh, the people in Ibiza are saying, yeah, these German tourists got it, uh, but they're blaming it on a, a Mexican tourist who had dengue before they showed up at Ibiza. So uh, I see, I'm just saying be careful out there. It's possible that dengue fever is out and about. And then we have our very own Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, and I say our very own, here in the United States of America. They have issued a serious public health alert. Public health alert! Uh, warning of a nationwide spike in an extensively drug-resistant shigellosis. It's highly contagious shigella bacterial infection attacks the intestines and causes inflammatory, ooh, sometimes bloody diarrhea. That does not sound good. You don't want to have none of the shigellosis. Healthcare providers should understand the nuances of testing and managing infections, especially when treating patients from populations at increased risk of drug-resistant shigellosis. Young children, gay, bisexual, and other men who have sex with men, people experiencing homelessness, international travelers, and people living with HIV, kids younger than five years old as well as those in daycare and educational settings and travelers to places where water and food may be unsafe and sanitation is poor so i think i'm probably safe right now against the shigellosis infection but it certainly sounds like with that laundry list of who is at risk uh, you have a pretty good risk of catching shigellosis. So if you think you might have shigellosis, see a medical professional immediately. Uh, the infection is considered uh, XDR when it doesn't respond to antibiotics and uh, typically used to treat 
erythromyofin, uh, sevaflaxin, yeah, 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 they give you regular antibiotics. Um, but it's difficult to treat because XDR shigellosis is resistant to all of the generally recommended antibiotics. So if you get it, man, stay at home, abstain from sex, wash your hands, do not prepare food for others, stay out of recreational water, including swimming. Wow. Yeah, I mean, you don't do anything, man. The latest infection strain arrives uh, as you get the, it's a new stomach bug here in the U.S. Yay! Welcome! Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Remember when I used to do uh, live shows from New York City during the George Floyd protests? Uh, you remember, right? During the 2020 demonstrations? I was there in New York City. We were doing live Chewing the Fat shows from the streets of New York City for BLM uh, because uh, Black Lives Matter. Yeah, I was, you remember, right? So New York City is planning to compensate protesters from the 2020 demonstration following George Floyd's death with $21,500 for each person that was demonstrating in this new settlement. They've agreed to pay each member $21,000. $500 plus if you were issued a desk appearance ticket you're going to get another $2,500 so congratulations to all the people the settlement uh, is an estimated four to six million dollars reportedly around 300 people in attendance at the protest and roughly 90 have already settled with the city regarding alternative complaints so I guess I'm a little late to the party I should have signed on to this class action lawsuit if I wanted to make any money that is unbelievable that's unbelievable to me it's so unbelievable i'm sorry i'm not a part of the class action lawsuit i mean that may be one of the reasons that new york is you know losing millionaire residents the story the, the story is cities like new york city and la might be some of the wealthiest in america but it's smaller cities that are becoming more and more appealing to millionaires yeah buried in the story uh chicago and new york are losing these millionaires yeah duh so congratulations according to henley and partners 2023 wealth report and i was just diving in i haven't had an opportunity to get into the get into the <laughs> get into to crunch the numbers in the henley and partners 2023 wealth report but according to this the top five fastest growing u.s cities four millionaires coming in at number five greenwich and darien connecticut coming in at number four miami florida number three scottsdale arizona coming in at number two now the number two fastest growing u.s city for millionaires west palm beach florida and coming in at number one the number one fastest growing u.s city for millionaires austin texas so congratulations to austin texas uh, austin saw a millionaire growth rate of 102 percent from 2012 to 2022 <laughs> austin was home to 30,500 millionaires 86 centa millionaires and nine billionaires 
Okay. Over the years, Austin has emerged as a tech hub. Companies like Amazon, Google, Meta, SpaceX, Tesla have expanded their presence. So has uh, Samsung uh, and invested a billion to build. Uh, Apple has invested a billion to build a new campus. Uh, yeah, it's growing. Every time I go down there, I mean, I'm in that neck of the woods. My son has a business in Austin and uh, in Austin proper, which I think. I can't. I probably shouldn't say that out loud. So we'll just say for right now, he has his business in Austin proper. And I think that, uh, I mean, every time I go down there, not that I think, I think something else, and I, I can't tell you right now because I don't know that it can be announced. Um, right now, uh, every time I go down there, there's new roads, new buildings, new apartment complexes, new everything going up. And I bet you those are owned by the 30,500 millionaires, 86 centimillionaires, and nine billionaires in Austin, Texas, the fastest growing U.S. city for millionaires. So whether you're a billionaire or a crazillionaire or just, you know, an heir, you're asking yourself the same questions. Is it possible to extend lifespan and feel younger at the same time? According to a Harvard scientist and Nobel Prize winning breakthrough, absolutely. How, you ask? By lengthening your telomeres. Your telomeres protect your DNA and play a critical role in the aging process. How many of us struggle with shortening telomeres? Well, thanks to stress, unhealthy food, obesity, and more, uh, I recommend youth switch youth switch it's all natural doctor approved and manufactured right here in america youth switch contains a potent blend of adaptogens that promote healthier telomeres and longer lifespans it boosts energy and can support regeneration of healthy organ systems and you can try youth switch for yourself risk-free today I've been taking this for about a month now, and I can tell you, I feel uh, I can feel it working. Uh, I don't really know how to tell if my telomeres are getting longer, but I'm guessing that they are. I do feel like I have more energy since I've started taking Youth Switch. And as I said, you can try for yourself, risk-free today. Receive a free bottle of Ageless Brain as a bonus. So I've been taking Ageless Brain and Youth Switch the past month, and uh, I really do uh, feel a difference. Uh, I'll, I'll let you know. I'll keep you informed on how I'm feeling with it, okay? It's a great product. It's going to help you improve focus, memory, and mood with Ageless Brain. And with Youth Switch, uh, having that potent blend of adaptogens that promote healthier telomeres and a longer lifespan. You're going to receive four bonus ebooks to boost every aspect of your health and longevity go to youthswitchmd.com slash jeffy youthswitchmd.com slash jeffy you can claim your copy of youth switch and all five bonus gifts youthswitchmd.com slash jeffy order youth switch today all right it's real go to youthswitchmd.com slash jeffy all right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. <sighs> Congratulations to Delana Brand. Uh, she is uh, the new chief P 
people officer as uh, for the company Peloton. She is a former Twitter executive. Huh. So uh, the fitness company, known for its Bike and Bike Plus, has brought in two former Twitter executives now in the recent weeks. And uh, CEO Barry McCarthy said the hire completes the leadership team that he's been working on for years. (sighs) Delana Brand will be its new chief people officer. Oh, that's so special. I know they want to return to profitability and they want to transform the company. Yes. <laughs> so uh, Peloton, uh, Delana's edition is the culmination of that strategy. Uh, rounding out and completing the leadership team as we continue Peloton's transformation and pivot to growth. <laughs> okay. So she was the chief people and diversity officer at twitter oh she lost that from her title uh she's just the chief people officer now at twitter she was the chief people and diversity officer she of course resigned when elon took over okay uh all right fine and then uh they hired another twitter dingleberry too over there at peloton Leslie Burland, the former chief marketing officer of Twitter, she took the same job at Peloton uh, in mid-January. She also left the company soon after Musk took over. Did she leave the company or did Elon kick him to the curb? I don't know. But, uh, of course, we're concerned at Peloton that we want to, you know, boost morale and, you know, attract new hires. So, good news. That's great for Peloton. Good luck. God bless. Uh, I'm sure that, uh, you know, you're going to have the, uh, it's, you know, I hope they're excited to work there. Um, I'm sure they're excited to have the gig. Uh, she's the new chief people officer, not the people, a diversity officer, just the chief people officer. And then Leslie, of course, is the uh, chief marketing officer of Peloton which she was doing over there at Twitter as well. So anyway, congratulations to um, both of those people. I hope everything works out well. So this headline talks about an actor who said, uh, I got to quit. I don't want to be in movies anymore. I just want to go travel around. Oh, uh, okay, why? So uh, this the actor, Isaiah Washington, took to Twitter to announce that he would no longer appear on the big or small screen. And you may remember Isaiah from Grey's Anatomy. And if you see his face, you'll say, oh, yeah, that's him. He's one of those guys. Oh, yeah, that's him. He's been in a, he's been in a lot of stuff. But he's announced uh, it's an early retirement. Uh, he said, uh, it's my decision to retire. That's uh, with a heavy heart and a sense of relief. Uh, my acting career back uh, began in the early 90s. And I did Spike Lee films and... Those have been following and witnessing my journey here on Twitter since 2011. All know I've fought the good fight, but it seems that haters, provocateurs, and the useful idiots have won. Adding that he had grown tired of the color construct that divides Americans rather than uniting them. He also added in a statement that he is no longer interested in politics or anything vitriolic, but he then referred to himself as Frederick Douglass conservative, who simply wants to travel this great country before it falls into socialism and then communism. So good luck. I hope he gets a hope he has a nice nice camper to pull back pull behind him and 
you can just pull in anywhere and pop that bad boy up and you're good to go then there's megan mangrum megan mangrum moved to dallas last summer to cover education as part of the dallas morning news education lab and i man i am a huge fan of dallas morning news education lab you can't pull me away from the dallas morning news education lab i'm sure they do they do fine work and there's a lot of great news coming from the dallas morning news but she had previously worked uh the education beat in tennessee uh she worked in uh, the chattanooga times and she's from florida and apparently she's a big hockey fan and you know from tampa bay lightning hello so uh the lightning were in town here in dallas uh, at the american airlines center uh, taking on uh, the Dallas Stars, and she was going to go to the game. So she was running late for puck drop, and she said she saw Mayor Eric Johnson, the mayor of Dallas, had criticized local media for, in his view, not fully reporting the good news about Dallas crime numbers dropping for the second consecutive year. The mayor opined that reporters were interested only in the bad news. In a tweet that changed, I mean, it changed her career. Uh, she tweeted, bruh, B-R-U-H, national news is always going to chase the trend, cultivate relationships with quality local news partnerships. <laughs> he was going after local media for their coverage of crime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and I saw some of my colleagues responding to him. And so I, I you know, I wanted to, you know, jump in on my way to the hockey game. Well, now, uh, her week, you know, obviously her workplace saw it. And three days after she sent it, she was fired for addressing the mayor as bro. <laughs> Come on. Come on. I mean, you can reprimand her. Maybe you say, you know, have her do an apology tweet. Uh, you know, I certainly meant no disrespect, which I'm sure she didn't uh, mean any disrespect. It was just uh, a social media twitter bruh which happens all the time she claims and i haven't looked at it but i'll take this story's word for it that she uses the word bruh uh throughout her twitter twitter feed uh it's directed at all sorts of accounts including those belonging to hockey fans and oklahoma department of wildlife yeah i mean i'm sure that she uses it as a you know that's a twitter bro come on come on bro what are you doing and uh, i know that she's a reporter and probably should be better but you know it's twitter and it's today's world so get over the word bro you're okay all right so apparently they think that uh she violated the social media policy but no one has really said what policy she actually violated huh that's kind of strange so they think that it's possible that the mayor put some pressure on you think uh you think that the mayor did that i mean i I guess we're trying to say that she wouldn't have used the term bruh if the mayor wasn't black stop it that's just ridiculous and she even says it's a ridiculous so she's uh now filed for a freedom of information act and she's going to uh go through well i'm sorry it's called an open records request 
with the city of Dallas, seeking any communication between her former employee and the mayor's office just to see if there were any strings attached. You know, and now they're saying that there's more to the story because there's a union fight going on with the Dallas News Corporation and the Dallas News Guild and the unfair labor practice complaints. So there's a, you know, there's a whole underlying thing here between the paper and the union and the mayor and the reporter. But the whole thing is based on a bro. Okay. All right. If I hope, I hope it was not the mayor that put up a fight about this i'm sure it was someone horrified on his behalf <gasps> how dare you how dare what did you mean calling the the black mayor bro is that a racial term a racial slam no it just meant bro what are you doing so we'll see what comes of it but good luck good luck to megam mangram uh, so maybe moving back to florida or tennessee soon know what i'm saying Bruh. Now it looks like her tweet has been uh, deleted. At least I don't see it in his timeline. But there's plenty of bruh timelines since this story broke. Because <laughs> that's what he was. That's what he was tweeting about, right? The national media has zero interest in them, um, and so it doesn't feed into our worst tribal instincts or show a city devolving into violent crime, ridden ridden chaos. The media will not cover it. And that's what she was saying, bro. Come on now. And so now there's plenty of uh, bro. Bro. (laughs) Bro. Now do homelessness. Bro. Bro. So, uh, and there's a tweet here from Mayor Adams on the same date that says, bro, have we met from his Twitter account? That can't be. If that if that's true, and they're firing a reporter for calling for using bro, and he's calling someone bro, that is agonizing. But hey, what are you doing, bro? Quoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Okay, so who died today? Who died today? Well, an unnamed, unaged person in Florida died after catching a brain-eating amoeba from tap water. This is a little disconcerting. All right, so the Florida person is dead after contracting the uh, brain-eating infection, having come from tap water. The adult patient uh, reportedly performed nasal rinsing daily, with unboiled tap water which is thought to be the source of the infection so i mean we all do that Uh, i don't know what uh, now i'm supposed to make sure that the water that i rinse my nostrils out with is boiling water and we do that in the shower uh that's a little disconcerting 
So this is the first case of the deadly infection this year. Uh, the first ever reported in the winter months. Yeah, it's, it usually comes from uh, people that were swimming in lakes and stuff, right? The case of uh, Nagleria flowerly, right? Uh, N-A-E-G-L-E-R-I-A-F-O-W-L-E-R-I. And it took place in Charlotte County, which is on the you know west coast, southwest of Florida. Um, I don't know, Charlotte County, uh, Punta Gorda, I guess. Uh, it's not Fort Myers. It's north of Fort Myers. Uh, so just be careful out there. <laughs> the CDC provided no further information and deferred to the state health department. Yeah, because I don't think you're supposed to get this from tap water. Okay, I feel like no. I know that uh, Nagleria thorley, a single-celled living organism that can live in fresh water, is commonly called the brain-eating amoeba, and the water contains amoeba can go up through the nose and cause the brain infection, but usually people get that swimming in lakes, right? I mean, apparently between 1962 and 2022, there were 157 confirmed cases in the nation, 37 of the cases uh, tied to florida but there's never been a case in new york according to the cdc all right great um the florida department of health advised people to not let water go up their noses while showering or washing their faces and if they use a sinus rinse solution only use distilled or sterile water that is ridiculous what do we spend all this money on water filtration systems for the state and the counties and the cities when we can't use it for regular water or rinsing or not that's that's ridiculous something is something is off that there needs to be an investigation on that sorry about it but that needs to happen uh, i'm not all big for government investigations but that is agonizing so I mentioned a little bit of this on uh, Pat this morning. I've been filling in for Pat Gray uh, all week on Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, you can subscribe to that show as well, uh, just like you subscribe to this show, Chewing the Fat, on whatever platform warms the little cockles inside your heart, okay? If your heart has cockles. Um, thank you for that. And you can uh, follow me on Twitter at JeffyJFR. Uh, Facebook and Instagram is Jeff Fisher Radio. You can follow my YouTube channel uh, at uh, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. And you can always order a Cameo. Uh, I'm, I'm up and running on Cameo at Jeffy JFR. That's not free. Uh, cost you a little money. But I'm happy to be a part of it. I'll make a happy, sad, mean, glad, whatever you want from me. Uh, that's what you get. I'm a Cameo. Well, really, I mean, when it comes down to it, I'm kind of like a Cameo hooker so just put your money on the table tell me what you want and uh we'll go for it okay <laughs> well the cameo wants people to think of themselves as a cameo hooker but they're like they're like my pimp so that's that's their job cameo we're your pimp so just uh, you can order a cameo at jeffy jfr so we're i mentioned tiktok uh they announced that uh, they're going to have every user under 18 are soon going to have their accounts default to a one-hour daily screen time limit. In one of the most aggressive moves yet by the social media company to prevent teens from endlessly scrolling. But this doesn't really... Well, I'll go on. Uh, 
TikTok users will be able to turn off this default setting, uh, which will roll out in the coming weeks. The feature change could bolster the digital well-being of younger users by requiring them to opt out of stricter screen time limits rather than clearing the higher bar of opting into them. Well, so now if the 60-minute limit is reached, Users will be prompted to enter a passcode, requiring them to make an active decision to extend their time spent swiping through videos on the app. If you're reaching that point of 60 minutes, and are you actually going to say, yeah, you know what, I'm going to put it down now. No way. You're doing the passcode, you're going through there. So I know that they've, they've faced scrutiny, and all the social media companies have faced scrutiny for its impact on all users let alone uh, young users but uh the tiktok's head of trust and safety said the company consulted researchers and experts from the digital wellness lab at boston's children's hospital when deciding the time limits to set for teen users there's no collectively endorsed position on how much screen time is too much or even the impact of screen time more broadly we recognize that teens typically require extra support as they start to explore the online world independently oh now if the teen decides to turn off this new default limit and spends more than 100 minutes on tiktok a day they will be prompted to set a daily screen time limit for themselves in the first month of testing this approach increased the use of our screen time management tools by 234 percent well yeah they're using their your tools that doesn't necessarily mean they're limiting themselves to time Uh, he also announced updates to the app's family pairing feature which allows a parent or caregiver to link their tiktok account to the teen and to the teens account and set controls parents will be able to filter videos with words or hashtags they don't want to appear in their teens feed set a custom daily screen time limit for their teen and set a custom schedule to mute tiktok's notifications sent to their teen actually i like the sound of that that actually is is pretty good uh, the teens won't like it obviously but uh, that's a that's a pretty good idea now that does mean that you the parent will have to get involved i know heaven forbid uh, other platforms including instagram and snapchat snapchat instagram and snapchat have uh, similarly rolled out additional parental controls and features that encourage teens to take a break and set boundaries so as long as they're getting prompts to take a break and set boundaries you know it's going to happen Oh, did you uh, you see where a painting, uh, a painting by a Russian-born modernist, it's called a, a, I'm sorry, a pioneering Russian-born modernist, uh, Wassily Kandinsky. And I love the paintings from the pioneering Russian-born modernist, Wassily Kandinsky. Kandinsky. I mean, you can't tear me away from his paintings. So one of his paintings just sold at Sotheby's in London for $44.9 million. <laughs> now, good for good for him or the owner. Not good for him. He's long been gone. But uh, it was painted in 1910, and it's one of the largest of an admired series of works edging toward abstraction that Kandinsky made while staying at an artist colony in Bavaria, Germany. 
After a 12-year legal wrangle, the canvas had recently been returned by the Van Abbey Museum in Indohaven, Netherlands, to the heirs of prominent Berlin collectors Johanna Margit Stern Lippmann and Sigurd Stamuel Stern. And so they obviously put it up for sale and uh, they got 44.9 million dollars for it. congratulations the uh Murnau with church two uh painting now my told my daughter paints and draws and has been uh you know part of a lot of art uh, performances and uh my gosh if this painting is worth 44 million dollars and plus 44 plus million dollars uh i have got to get my daughter's works hung in a museum because her work is worth at least that much. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. What kind of world are we living in when you can't even bring your girlfriend that's a mummy with you out in public? Right. So a man, a Peruvian man, Julio Cesar Abamajo, a 26-year-old man from Peru, uh, took his girlfriend, an 800-year-old mummy, out in public. And the police were called and said, uh, hey, what's in your food delivery bag? And it's his spiritual girlfriend named Juanita. Now, he claims the mummy, which is believed to be 600 to 800 years old, has been in his possession since his father gave it to him when and has been in his family for at least 30 years. He didn't say how dad came into possession of the corpse, just that dad gave it to him. Hey, here's a mummy. <laughs> Do what you want with it. And I'll make it my girlfriend. What do you think? I'll call it Juanita. <laughs> okay you do that julio you do that so they you know he took it out and uh he, he said i take care of it uh, you know it's my spiritual girlfriend so he brought the mummy to have drinks with friends at a park in peru and it was a deserted park and uh on the lake of uh, lake titicaca and he reportedly uh, wanted to show it to friends. And the police were alerted. And they said, uh, no, we're taking the mummy into custody. We're going to go ahead and label it a cultural asset. And they've promised to protect and preserve the heritage. Oh, one other thing. Did I mention that uh, they went ahead and uh, checked the mummy out and gave it a little bit of gave it a little bit of x-ray? And it's not a female. It's a male. And so it looks like uh, Juanita is a male, not a female. Now, in today's world, I kind of want to judge. I'm just saying, you know, you can have a girlfriend uh, that's four foot eleven and died between 600 and 1800 years ago, and you can call it, and it can identify whatever you want it to identify as. Okay, whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> so 
I mean, what is the, like I said, what is this world coming to when you can't even take your mummified girlfriend out to the park with you? Am I right? Of course I am. And for those of you listening live, uh, we had today is the 2nd of March, 2023. We had a launch at uh, Cape Canaveral from uh, SpaceX. They successfully launched four astronauts headed to the International Space Station. Uh, This should uh, dock with the space station sometime on Friday. It was supposed to take off on Monday, but uh, apparently there was a clogged filter in the engine ignition system. And man, do I hate when my engine ignition system has a clogged filter so the falcon 9 rocket uh launched a little after midnight it was a night launch those are so freaking cool to watch uh from cape canaveral or even if you're anywhere in florida with a night launch they look so freaking cool and now there's four astronauts going up a stephen bowen a warren holberg uh uae sultan al niadi and a Russian cosmonaut, Andrei Fedev, uh, are all going up, which is really cool. And I like the name Sultan, too. Pretty slick. I'm a big fan of the name Sultan, I think. I think I would name a kid Sultan. Anyway, they're off, and we had the launch uh, this morning. It was really, really cool to watch. You know, we had a couple other uh, space stories that I've had in the fat pile for a little while. Um, we had these study that talked about how the astronaut structure had structural changes affecting communication processing lasting up to eight months after returning home experts say analysis points to the unknown effects of long-term weightlessness for human development now i didn't see where it said how long they had to be in space for Perhaps I should have just opened up the story because it said that uh, (laughs) the human brain uh, changes and adapts to weightlessness after being in space for six months. And uh, it turns out to be lasting even after eight months back on Earth. So uh, the people that are just going up into space for fun uh, and these guys going up into space for a week or two. Uh, should be fine but i'm sure we're moving on with those studies as well and we got news from the head of nasa bill nelson uh former senator and astronaut from florida by the way he uh, has warned that uh we need to get to the moon again because we need to win this race because china uh if they get there first they're going to claim their territory on the moon and win the space race um we've already been there so why don't you back off and then uh secondly why don't we tell china the moon is ours we didn't sign your stupid treaty it belongs to us that's just the way it is so uh i think i think we need to butch up a little bit with china and space and say you know you're doing your little space thing is cute and you're building your own little space station that's cute but the moon uh that's our launching pad we're not going to fight you over it just know it's ours okay Okay, thanks for calling. Oh, before you hang up, uh, just know that it's not just China. It's any country. (laughs) Uh, The moon belongs to us, okay? We don't care what country you're from. So there you go. You can hang up now. Thanks a lot. Talk to you later.
stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.